Hi, I'm Colleen Nelson, licensed therapist, trauma expert, and fellow badass woman ready to rise up right alongside you. This podcast, Let the Rest Burn, is for the woman who has ignored, attacked, or even silenced her inner voice because she thought it was broken and needed to be fixed. It's for the woman who is ready to rise up and fully step into her desire, her joy, her full power, and make the impact she was destined to make. For the woman who cannot stand one more second waiting, watching, and witnessing the world crumble and is ready to rebuild and expand into a better future. For a woman who is so done trying to fix the world, she decided to start with healing herself and she let the rest burn. Hello and welcome back to Let the Rest Burn with Colleen Nelson. We are now in full swing in 2023, and I am starting off the year with our first shadow archetype, the wounded child. Now, this part of ourself is at the core of every single shadow self that follows. And so it's incredibly important for us to deepen our understanding as to why the wounded child is here in the first place and what her purpose is. In my last episode, I talked a little bit about shadows in general and the wounded child in particular, but today I'm really going to deep dive into how she shows up in our body. So I'm going to use the pronouns she or her because I identify as she and her, but obviously your inner child can identify how you identify. Our wounded inner child, she likes to show up and and tell us what has not worked in the past. In fact, what has led to pain in the past is something that our nervous system stores in order to keep us safe. And the wounded inner child is like the megaphone voice for our nervous system, right? If if we were to talk about where these shadow archetypes were stored in our brain, it's going to be the hindbrain, which is the core center of the nervous system. Have you ever acted a certain way especially maybe like during the holidays or at home with family and wondered who that person was that even showed up to that event or why you acted the way you did. It's like you can be one person in a completely different situation and then all of a sudden you're around your family and you don't recognize yourself anymore. Or you do, but it's just a very old past version of you. And this is because the part of your brain that gets activated around your family is the wounded child. Every single one of us has a wounded child because we're humans and the world is not perfect. And understanding humanity also means understanding trauma and our brain adapts in order to understand how we can best belong. It goes back to attachment. Her job as the inner child is to attach, to establish trust and safety and deep loving connections with our caregivers. And because of the patterns of generational trauma that have been handed down for thousands of years, we haven't been able to truly attach to our children in the way that they really need, really ever. I mean, survival hasn't really allowed it for most of the human population, but even more so now with our consistent and constant disassociation and distraction from our body. So today I'm going to talk about how the wounded child shows up in our body and most importantly, our relationship with our body. So this is going to incorporate pleasure, uh, touch, joy, feelings, the expression of emotion in our body, the feeling we get when we experience joy, happiness, excitement, pleasure, peace, 
The wounded child often gives us messages in our body of guilt, shame, pain, sadness, fear. They're just a little louder, right? They're a little louder than the joy feelings. And and ultimately, in childhood, many of our experiences of joy and love are intricately linked to experiences of pain, grief, and sorrow. You know, how much you love someone, you bear witness to when you lose them and you feel the grief for the loss of having them in your world. So this is one of those pieces that I think we really have to understand when we are looking at healing the wounded child is she really is extremely young. She is three, four, five years old, and she's just learning that the world isn't what she thought it was. And she's afraid and lonely and scared and probably was or not given the tools to regulate what those emotions do to her body. So this is where we begin the relationship with our body that can set the course for a lifetime. Did you feel feelings of hatred or frustration because your body was making you feel something you didn't want to? Sometimes our self-talk and the hateful comments that we make towards our body and ourselves start as early as four, five, six years old because we don't like the way our body is responding to an event, especially if our peers don't respond the same way. So for any of you that have maybe more highly sensitive physical experiences, whether that be sensory or uh, empath or neurodivergent, there's so many different ways to say it now. Society wasn't necessarily accepting of these behaviors, feeling feeling overstimulated, feeling someone else's emotion to a degree that we couldn't compartmentalize it. So how we compartmentalized it was to shut down our body and to stay up in our thinking brain and out of our feeling heart. As you get older and as you navigate the different realms of relationships, friendships, lovers, partners, children, coworkers, this is where your body is actually set up to teach you, inform you, and keep you safe. And because the wounded child is so overly concerned about belonging, it's like her number one fear is not belonging, she will make many of us feel hypervigilant in social circumstances when there really is no reason to be afraid. But if we learned long ago that our body is wrong or off or here to destroy us and our feelings are only going to make us feel worse... Then we shut it down, we get angry, we compartmentalize, we push it away, we distract, and then we activate those other shadow archetypes, which we'll talk about in the coming months. But this is where if we don't honor the wounded child, we don't allow her to speak, I'm afraid, I'm nervous, what if they don't like me? And we don't hold space for her to express that. She develops some other ways of getting our attention. And so The best thing we can possibly do in these moments is to guide ourselves through the experience of fear as we wish a parent would have guided us through. So we hold space for our young child to tell us she's afraid, to feel the feelings in our body, to acknowledge that anxiety is real and fear is valid and it's okay to breathe. And to come back to your body and just actually physically sit with your body for longer than 30 seconds. 
I want you all to ask yourself, when was the last time you actually just sat with your body, no distractions, like hand on heart, hand on belly, breathing for longer than like five minutes, especially when you felt a really difficult emotion. If you're not new to my world, you may have done this often only because this is something I love my to force my clients to do with consent. But sitting with our bodies truly ignites an experience where we get to move through the fears of the past and recalibrate our nervous system up to the present moment. Honoring the wounded child really, truly begins the work of shadow work and ends the work of shadow work. It's like a big full circle. You start with the wounded child and you end with the wounded child because she's the reason for most of it. And she's the one that we have to kind of return to once we have, I think, the understanding and the wherewithal that it's safe. And we don't have to utilize any of these other mechanisms, the people pleaser, the perfectionist, the vigilante. We don't have to use the other archetypes. We can actually just address her. So we start with her and we end with her. Let's talk about our bodies for a moment. And in particular, let's talk about eating. Okay, I have a lot of experience with eating disorders. I worked in an eating disorder hospital for a couple of years, and I have worked with eating disorders in my private practice for almost a decade. And something that always comes up when we are healing and working through this is those moments in childhood where their body said, no, I've had enough. This is too much. And they were dismissed, disregarded, and sometimes even shamed for expressing that. So the way that someone gets control and feels like they have any say in their body is to to restrict, to binge, to purge, to do a variety of eating disordered behavior in order to feel power again. So if you struggle with disordered eating, if you struggle with um, whether it's the quantity of food, the quality of food, um, food itself, I want you to really go back to the first places in which you interacted with food and, and what it did for you. You know, the feeling of hunger can make us feel powerful because we have control over something. It is the higher level thinking where we have to say nutrition is actually incredibly important for my body. And to get to those high level thinking, we have to be able to work through the different layers of emotional pain, right? It's like a bypass. It's like a button where you can just say, I don't want to feel anything today, so I'm not going to eat. Or I don't want to feel anything today, so I'm going to overeat. And healing the wounded child in the body means acknowledging that she did the best she could at that time. And that although it was the wrong way of going about regulating her nervous system, it was a way that she chose. And now we want to show her a new way. And holding her with compassion and also a firm, boundaried conviction of nutrition is important for me gives you the opportunity to face your disordered eating and also hold space for yourself to grieve it. So eating is the piece of this. The other component is physical movement or exercise. There is so much trauma around exercise in our culture. Oh my goodness. When it comes to just the shame and embarrassment of gym class, 
to what happens in sports. If any of you are Gen Xers or millennials, there was a firm belief in a hierarchy and truly kids experienced a lot of trauma around just needing to move their bodies and not being able to do it in the same way as others. And there's nothing wrong with competition. I think it's healthy if you're set up for it in the right way, but there's a difference between competition and comparison for belonging. When you don't have an inherent sense of belonging to a community and athletics is the only way you're going to get it. If you're left out, it truly feels like you're left out of the tribe and could in fact die. And this is something that our culture has really capitalized on. So when we're looking at getting back in shape or we're looking at movement or we're looking at physical exercise, all of these things come up and the wounded child is so fierce with her feelings about this. Uh, For me, I struggle the most with just like staying consistent. I would much rather sit in a cozy chair and read a book than go work out ever, like literally ever. And for me, there's a lot of power in the choice, the choice to sit, the choice to move. And I struggled to invest my energy in movement because I didn't really get to see the results of what it actually felt like to do it well. I I would, in athletics, I would do it too much, right? And then it would feel awful and burned out. Or I go the opposite way and I get extremely lethargic and just the idea of movement felt overwhelming. Anytime someone is in burnout mentally or emotionally, physical movement is not the thing that you can force yourself to do, right? You have to address the burnout first. So the wounded child comes up and she says, no, I'm out, right? I just want to sit in the corner and read a book or actually I'm going to overcommit to this physical exercise. And this is all I'm going to use. I'm going to escape my body by pushing it to its breaking edge. So giving ourselves permission to have a relationship with our body that is messy and different and complex is part of how we heal. And this brings me to my final component of the body. And probably I think the most important, and this is pleasure. So Pleasure can come in so many different forms. It's not always sexual, but it's the idea that you are worthy of receiving pleasure. So this could be warm, cozy pants. This could be sitting in the sun and just enjoying the heat on your body. This could be a cool dip in a pool. This could be actual self-pleasure. This could be an intimate moment with your partner But pleasure is how we express joy and love out of our body and to our body. Our wounded child definitely experienced moments of shame around pleasure. Children naturally seek physical pleasure all the time, whether that's hugging, snuggling, or self-pleasure themselves. They want to feel good. And how often were we told that that was wrong or selfish or you know, honestly, like against our religion, or I was trying to think of the right word, demonizing, I guess, but pleasure is an inherent part of the human body, dance, singing, movement, sex, all of it. It's part of 
the human experience. And to take away pleasure is taking away such a critical part of our ability to trust our body and to establish a connection with our body that nobody else can touch. So my dear listeners, as we are looking at these shadow archetypes and we're navigating through this, I want you to really tap into when was the last time you actually gave yourself permission to experience pleasure? This is where it all starts. This is where we get to reconnect to our body, heal our wounded child, and finally address all of the reasons we don't want to be in our body in the first place. We got to remember that it actually feels good to be here. This is one of many topics I'm going to talk about each month. And as I walk you through this, I want you to know that I'm here to dig deeper into this. I am so excited about this year because I'm putting together monthly workshops where I talk about these very topics in a way that truly gives you the tools to move through them and to heal them. So this month, at the end of the month, I will be doing a program called Rooted, where we look at all of the different ways we need to root down into our wounded child and begin that healing process. It'll be a three-day workshop. All of it will be recorded, but this is where we're going to talk about the self, the body, our money, our business, our relationships with others, and really identify specific ways that we can heal these parts of our world. So I don't want you to miss it. If you're interested, you are always welcome to head over to my website and grab your spot. Uh, if you would like to join us monthly, uh, you can join my program called the Shadow Slayers. Yes, I'm calling it the Shadow Slayers. And these are people who are wanting to join me month to month to unpack each shadow archetype and really look at these from the inside out. We are going to be doing actual calls where we dig into what this looks like in your life. So these workshops or these monthly shadow slayers, it's 333 to join us a month. And everything that's included in that will give you the tools and the expertise and the community to really do this shadow work alongside one another. If you're ever interested in diving into any of this one-on-one -on -one with me, please feel free to reach out and message. My one-on-one -on -one offers are on a wait list, but I am consistently moving through and graduating people out of my work because I want them to be out in the world doing this and implementing it. So I will be taking on some more one-on-ones this year as well. I cannot wait to see you, speak with you next week. And until then, honor your body, honor your pleasure, and face the shadow. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every single second that you chose to set aside for you and the impact that you're going to have on the world today. To be inspired, to be seen, and to hold space starts with the very actions we take with ourselves. Look at the show notes for more information. Like and subscribe and share with friends if you feel inspired to. And as always, let the rest burn. Burn.